Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. I'm Eleni. I'm Jeffrey. And today we are going to be discussing episode 7 and 8 of season 2. You know, I've been thinking lately that if this was The View, I think you'd be the moderator. That's amazing because I just had a dream that I was the moderator. <laughs> yeah. She, as we discussed uh, on our social media, Eleni has um, what, what I like to call crazy dream syndrome. Yeah. And she's giving it to me because we both apparently had dreams that we were co-hosts on The View. No. So not you could, just the co-host. <laughs> the main mojo on The View. <laughs> well, for me anyways. So you were like taking Whoopi's seat and yeah, you Yeah, so like, I took Whoopi's seat and Whoopi was sitting where Joy usually sits <laughs> and Joy was sitting next to me and Abby was between them. Wonderful. So they made room for me. And then when I found out that I was moderator, I was so excited that I was going around the table to like hug and kiss everyone and say thank you and whatever. And then the show was about to like begin. They were like counting us down. And I had to, and I remember in the back of the table, it was too narrow for me to pass. So I couldn't go like say hi to Sunny and Maggie. Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie. Sunny and Megan is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, We're calling that from now on. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Anyways, Me- Maggie said something <laughs> stupid today. Anyways, I couldn't. It was too narrow, so I had to go around. And they were like twenty seconds or fifteen seconds, whatever. And I was like, ah, fuck! I gotta fucking hug Megan. And I was like, and even in my head, I was like, fuck! I don't want to hug Megan, but I gotta hug Megan. So I was eventually we hugged. This is a very vivid dream. It was hilarious because I was thinking throughout the whole dream. I was like. Obviously, I could be moderator. I've co-hosted before. When? When have I co-hosted before? They're very intricate, yeah. You've co-hosted this podcast, so you're halfway there. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. But I feel like if Abby can do it, Bosley could do it. Like, <laughs> Bosley is my dog. Um, my dream about, about The View was, yeah. was from a different era of the show. Yeah. Um, I was actually just rereading Ladies Who Punch, which mm-hmm. is the book that came out this year about The View, a bit of a tell-all. Um, yeah, so I read it for the second time because I loved because I loved it that much, and so there are some very like intricate chapters about Rosie O'Donnell and her involvement and reign over the View, her tyranny perhaps over the View. I think that's a better so, word. Like, um, she was really intense the first time, and then the, she was intense the second time, but like less less so the second time she was there. Some episodes she was more intense the second time around. So. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm assuming it was mm, the dream was. I don't. I mean, I don't really. My dream was not as vivid as yours, but I'm assuming it was like more around the second time she was she was on the View because I was reading in the book about how they were trying to try out a bunch of different co-hosts because they had nobody at that time, yeah. and she she scared like a, a lot of them away and yelled at them and like made one of them cry. I can see. So that. in my dream, I was a co-host on the View, and Rosie O'Donnell yelled at me, and then I cried, and then I had to quit because I cried. You know what? I'd consider it an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that Rose O'Donnell yelled at me, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I would have I would have preferred to have been yelled at the by the Rosie the first time because I think by that, the Rosie the first time <laughs> by the the, the original the first, Rosie. Yes, the original Rosie. Because I think she was more intense in a bit of a I don't know. I find her points a were classic more, way. Yeah, but her points were more valid the first time around. Yeah. Like, she, she, she actually had facts the first time around. Because she wasn't there very long the second time. No. Anyway. Because her and Whoopi didn't get along. No, they didn't. But I think we... Didn't we say we we're going to stop talking about The View? We should stop talking about The View. Oh, my God. But we're not because we love it, okay? So, Maggie. we're going to... Do- <laughs> we love Maggie. <laughs> you can't even see it. No. Sunny and Maggie. <laughs> Shout out to Maggie. Okay. We're going to jump in 
to uh, episode seven of season two of Gilmore Girls, not of The View, of, Gil- the of view. Gilmore Girls, um, which is called Like Mother, Like Daughter. Yeah. The whole premise of this episode. Tell us, Miss Moderator. <laughs> I was thinking of Maggie again. They're both not doing enough at school to succeed. So right. Rory's not social enough at school. This episode really irritates me. It really irritates me too, but think, I'm sure for different reasons than you. I think this one irritates me more than the, than the I was going to say, the cotillion. It's not a cotillion! No. <laughs> Southern Living told us that it was not a cotillion. This episode, I think, irritates me more than the, than the debutante ball. But, in, um, but probably in different ways. Like yeah, said. I have different reasons for it too. It irritates me too. Um, probably the same, but also I have another point of view from like a mother's perspective. Point of view. Continue. What's like, that? Like the view. Oh God. <laughs> the I view mean, from here. No. <laughs> that, that was a terrible title. Stop <laughs> talking about the view. Um, so Rory's not being social enough apparently at school, um, and Lorelai is not participating enough in like parent engagements i guess like the pta and shit so that's why it's called like mother like daughter yeah yeah um so let's start with the fact that they think she's not gonna succeed in life because she was reads at s- lunch i was gonna start with the fact i was gonna start with the quote that i wrote down called um monosyllabic man strikes again yeah <laughs> luke is very monosyllabic <laughs> but um, it's part of his charm no it is part of its it is part of its charm, and I feel like that in a nutshell describes Luke. It's just like, sure, like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. all right. Um, so before we before we get to that mess of reading at lunch, the scene in the beginning where Rory is trying to shove and fit all of her books in her backpack, explaining her best book and her lunch book, um, is ex- raise your hand if you relate. Is extremely me. Both our hands are up. Uh, <laughs> So the last the last time I watched this episode, sorry, bef- like so the last time I watched it before I was analyzing it, uh, my mom overheard this scene from another room and she was like, said with a sigh, "That's you." It like literally, <laughs> literally, like as Rory's explaining, like, "Well, that's my best book." And sometimes if I'm not in mood for this, I'll switch to that. And like, I'm not moved for a biography, I'll switch so to the novel. So she literally has a biography, a novel, short story collection, and essays. I mean, if you knew me from, like, the ages of, like, 10 till 15, anytime we went on a trip somewhere, I literally had to pack, like, book, backup book. What if I'm going to move for this? I'll switch to that. Like, um, you know? We went to Greece for 15 days, and I brought eight books. <laughs> so, I get it, Rory. Get, <laughs> I get it, too. I get it, Rory. I went to Turks and Caicos when I was in eighth grade. I went to Turks and Caicos for four days, and I brought three books. And I read them all. That sounds so I get you, Rory. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. So I was not at all surprised and highly amused that I was, amused uh, too. I was being represented on screen. <laughs> Representation is so yes, important. Yes, I, I felt very represented in I that moment. I felt seen. I yes, felt heard. We both did. So yeah. Um, this, but you know, going off of that, I think that's kind of a bit of a, like an like an introvert connection. And this episode really irritates me as an introvert. Yeah. Like, the whole concept of being approachable. Yeah. Pisses me don't off. Don't fucking approach me. Especially, Maybe I don't want to be approachable. Especially since the guidance counselor high-key shames her. 100%. She calls her be, a loner. being a loner. Yeah. Like, I personally hate the word loner. I hate the word loner, too. Like, what does that even mean? It's really derogatory. And it's like a social construct. Yeah. Well, number one. But also, um, when I say derogatory, it's it's gotten this meaning of, like... 
I, I feel like when people use loner now, they're not being friendly. Like when they say it, you know what I no, mean? No, it's like it's 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 meant to be. It's not a compliment. No, it's not. That's what I meant by derogatory. <laughs> but um, it was a harsh word. But yeah, this guidance counselor is just basically piling on insults like she's like yeah but she, that, I, I was gonna say isn't it an, but yeah it is it's a fucking it's they're in, it's insulting to rory mm-hmm. like oh definitely and she's <laughs> trying to shame her own like guilt her into it too she's like you know i am assuming you want to go to a university well universities don't take too kindly to you like like what how the university is gonna know that i read at lunch do you think it has to do with her being a girl i think it does uh probably like i don't feel like because would- everything does like I don't feel I, f- I feel like if I don't know I think in terms of like being approachable and you know uh, being outgoing mm-hmm. those things are especially in like this private school cult as mm-hmm. Lorelai calls it um, I feel like like with girls it's it's more of, like things like that are, are valued more than with boys I feel like if it's boys it's like oh well their grades are good they're smart that's good yeah. see ya yeah. but with girls it's like Oh, oh or, or on the other side, oh, they're dumb as a rock, but they can throw a ball. Great. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a completely different relationship with with boys instead of girls yeah. in this in this yeah. arena, shall we call I it? I get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it wasn't great. Um, I hate it so much because it implies that loners, whatever that means, can't thrive unless they conform to the mold of like the extroverted world. But which pretty much all introverts know to be false, like. God, well, we're not, we're not going to, like, loners aren't going to succeed unless we, like, that's what I, when I say, like, I hate the word loners, it's like, if you, like, the word loners, it, loner, singular, is, like, defined by who's, by, like, who's saying it. It's not, it's not yeah. defined by the identifier because. No, never. Because if, 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 let's say hypothetically, you, you identify as a loner, that wouldn't really work because you, you wouldn't, it's not a word you would call yourself. It's something someone else calls you. Yeah. So it's the person who's calling you that word is who's defining it. Mm-hmm. So that's not like, yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's a really frustrating episode for anyone who's ever like preferred their own company. And like, by the way, it's Jory's right. It doesn't mean she doesn't have friends. No. And like, I think just the, the, the like the, the point is that she's not going to thrive in life. Yeah. If, if she, like, because she reads alone at lunch. But, like, I mean, Rory's never had that problem. You know what I mean? Like, Rory goes, Rory's on the paper. Like, she participates in class. But, like, like, that's, that, like that's a valid act. Like, why is it because she sits alone at lunch? Like, who cares? And I feel like, I feel like the fact that she's, like, secure enough to not be, in, like, to not be insecure about yeah. sitting alone in, in high school, like... Anytime, like... Stick that in your letter to Harvard. Like, anytime, like, in the past when I would sit alone in high school, because it did happen, yeah. like, I was, I would, like, I, I, if I was sitting alone, I wasn't sitting in the cafeteria, because I would be, like, I felt like I'd be on display, because, mm-hmm. like, in high school, I'd be, like, you're on display yeah. if you're sitting alone in the cafeteria. Yeah, so, like, but you're right. The fact that she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't. She can sit there with her headphones. Like, I knew people who were like that in high school, and, like, I envied them, because, like, they were secure enough of themselves to not give a shit. I feel I like Rory is, in this instance... Like more secure than not. No, I know. It's just like it, it's very frustrating. It's frustrating, especially, especially since... for an introvert who, um, like, because we're both. I think we can both consider ourselves introverts. I was gonna say two introverts are hosting this podcast. Look at us, we're thriving. We're Fuck thriving. off. Thriving. That's, That's what I wrote. Word. I wrote my notes. Two introverts are hosting this podcast. Look at us, we're thriving. Fuck off. Okay, well, thriving is a big word for me right now. <laughs> um, 
for you probably you go girl but for me does not describe what i'm doing <laughs> but right here right now we're thriving yes okay that's yes. what i meant i get it i didn't say life is perfect life is a dumpster fire what the hell do you think i meant it like a garbage can from hell <laughs> um but what i wanted to say is that i occasionally i think no what i wanted to say is that i think people need to stop assuming they know what introverted means yeah because i feel like when you say extrovert versus introvert there was like oh extroverts are the great ones and introverts are the ugh you know what i mean yeah and i think that's but again i think that's but just because people are introverted doesn't mean they're good people and that they're not gonna talk to you right um it just means that i get depleted like socially depleted a little bit more Mm -hmm. and there's only so much social interaction that i can take in a day you know what i mean yeah i think it's almost like a cliche to start like you know explaining like the difference between no, like, I you know, know but, but I mean, I think in this case, it's. I think the fact that, like, they're not even using words like introvert, extrovert in this case. But I case, think that's like, what pisses me off. That's, and, like that's what because that's what they're implying. That's what they're implying, and like and like introverts recognize that implication immediately, and that's why it's frustrating. Yeah, I think like if you. Look, they could have gone about this a whole different way, and it would have been much. Better. But it's definitely, but it's definitely coming about in the private school environment. One hundred percent. Like that's why that's why Lorelai gets upset. It's because if, you know, but like, Lorelai said that the, the her, wanted... her, her public high school would not have given a shit. But also, it's she's right what she says. Like they take every little piece of individuality they have, and they want to make you conform. Right? Exactly. Um, it's it, it, Once again, so glad I didn't go to a, to a private school. I went to a private school. It wasn't great. <laughs> wasn't great at all uh but yeah i get it and on the flip side lorelei is getting shamed up to a lesser extent yeah but still i feel like i feel like the 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 shame that lorelei um gets put on her is more of a common one that is less that's like less yeah but for you to sit there and tell somebody now that your daughter's not gonna succeed unless if you don't join a fucking booster club i feel like that is just like that we like first that of can, all it's not true no it's not second of all who the fuck are you like i know he's <clears> used <throat> to dealing with parents probably mothers that don't work and yeah. who sit on the board of the philharmonic <laughs> like a society or whatever the fuck whatever like biddy like biddy charleston <laughs> but like look my mom was a single mom right mm-hmm. and i went to school here in the west island and we do not live in the west island <laughs> and You know, my mom works six days a week. Mm -hmm. You think she had time to then come to the school and, like, fucking do fundraising and shit? Like, you're trying to shame somebody by telling them that their kid is not going to succeed? Like, fuck you. Yeah, I know. My mom never fucking participated and her kids are doing just well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, career-wise, we're doing okay. You know, like, my brother has a PhD. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Don't try and guilt people into that because you know it's going to work. They obviously, no no parent is going to tell you, no, I don't want my kids to succeed. You know what I mean? They went to a private school for this, you know? Yeah. it's So it's just, it's manipulation on both yeah, ends. Yeah, I was going to say, can we call it shame or can we call it manipulation? It's, it's yo, both. Charleston is definitely being manipulative. I believe that the guidance counselor thinks she's doing Rory a favor. She is, but like. But also <laughs> shaming her is not the way to go. No, and it's, and it's like it's triggering as... Um, okay, sit down. Wait, so dark in here. No, it's not. It is! There's sunlight. Listen. Jesus Christ. seasonal depression. (laughs) Oh my God, shut up. And all the time, depression. Oh my God. So, 
was I saying? I'll I lost up in a ball. <laughs> oh my god, I lost train of thought. What well, was I saying? you shouldn't have stopped when I got up. It was distracting. Okay, Whatever. just like remember when I used to, when I used to be taking notes as we were podcasting, you'd be like, "Your writing is distracting me." Same fucking thing. Okay. So what was I saying? <clears throat> <laughs> um, I think with the guidance counselor, it's different because she, like. She's talking to a child, and she's yeah. like, she's thinking she's, and she's the guidance counselor. So she probably thinks she's what she's doing is being helpful. Yeah, it's not though. But it's not, and no. like that's manipulative too, because guidance counselors, especially in schools, are in the position where they, where they, they people like students either come for them, come to them for help, or they go like you know. So it's like yeah. they're in a, they're in a position. And I think if I'm not mistaken, guidance counselors in the states have a bigger role. They do. Than they do here. I think, and I think. Just like, but just guidance counselors in general have a bigger responsibility because they could be dealing with any with any kind of with any level of, vul- yeah, of vulnerability. School, yeah, it could be school related or not. You know, like it's yeah, it's a much bigger spectrum that they deal with. Yeah, so like states. you know, like when if when someone in a vulnerable position comes to you for help, like what you say to them is very important because they could take it any like they could take it. They could take like it not serious. They could take it way too seriously. Like it's, it's not. I get it. <laughs> it's it's a very sticky situation. Yeah. Um. First appearance of Francie. That's what I wrote in my notes. Can before we go to that, I just said I just I wrote in my notes, like. Um. You know, if you don't have Lorelai doesn't have time to come to the school. She has a very busy schedule. No, no, no. She's and then he's he's telling her all the things she can participate in. Don't you want to better the school? Don't you want your kid to succeed? This is how your child succeeds. No, bitch. I'm paying you five thousand dollars a semester so that she can succeed. Yeah. What the fuck? What am I paying you for? <laughs> it's very true. It's like it's, but it's not like it. It's it's very it's it's difficult because like it's, you do all of this and it's like it's still not enough. And it's like what I know. What else do you want? Yeah, but I feel like as time goes on. Like, it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like, for kids and for parents. Like, parents feel obliged to go to the school and volunteer. And then they feel obliged to put their kids in all these extracurriculars. And then there's homework. And then there's after-school programs. And then there's, like, no, relax. Like, in my mother's day, like, go play with a rock kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was... It's it, it's different when you when you put it in the private school sphere, yeah, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, sure. and I mean, it happens in public schools, too. But it's just... It's, it's different. And I think it's... Because... Chilton is not just a private school, it's also a prep school, right? Yeah. So it's like, with prep school, it's like... Even more yeah. so. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, we can go back to Francie now. Um, I don't like Francie ever. Francie's going to cause big problems later on. Later on. For now, she still caused a problem. But like, later on, it's something. Yeah. And also, can we talk about the fact that she's in a sorority called the Puffs? <laughs> A it, P in the beginning, two F's to end, and a U to get not. What is it? I think it's a P to start, two, two F's, F's at in, the end, two F's at the end, and a U in and a U in between or something. Oh God! Even was, even Rory couldn't remember what it was. It so. was terrible, though, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, it, it's very cringe. It is cringe, but <clears throat> the booster club gals. Great guys. I love the Booster Club I would, be friends, I would be friends with them. No. Yo. Booster Club, you're a great group of girls. <laughs> Very uh, laid back. Yeah. And like, I think, I think Lorelai. Aubrey t- can't remember her stepchild's name. <laughs> that would be, that would be a, a drama I would sign up for. No, that was a great club. <laughs> she picked the right club. That'd, yeah. That'd be, that would be a club for Lorelai. So I think she chose the right one. I think she chose well. Yeah. Um, I think it's been a while since I've made a Desperate Housewives reference. Oh, God. 
Um, so let me guess, Brie was on the PTA. No, that too. But there was. Two, <laughs> How did I know? There, that's not my reference. Excuse you. There's two future Desperate Housewives stars in this episode. Oh. So Francie. Yes. Was on was late was later on a season of Desperate Housewives. I knew that. And I like, don't know who the other one is though. She so like Francie looks the exact like Francie's obviously a teenager in this episode, yeah. and then she's like older. Like it's it's like well, at least Francie looks the same in a year and a life. It's true. That's the, that's the thing though. So like a year and a life. So, but around the time of a year and a life, it was a few years before she was on Desperate Housewives. Okay. She looks the exact same. Like it just it it just freaks me, like weirds me out so much because she looks the exact same ten years later. Yeah. Like some people are lucky, I guess. Um, Who's the, the second one? The other one is Brenda Strong. Who plays Ava? Oh, yes! Who was she? Was Mary Alice the narrator, yeah. the, the, the omniscient narrator. narrator? That's my okay. Shh. I know you love the narrator in Desperate Housewives. I could not stand it, <laughs> and it was the reason I stopped watching Desperate Housewives. That's a different podcast. Okay. Um, we have like eighteen spinoff <laughs> podcasts. Uh, so uh, Lorelai comes over with a plan for the fundraising event. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fashion show. Okay. The clothes were terrible in this fashion show. <laughs> a fashion show at the inn. At the inn. So you can't really say that Lorelai wasn't willing to participate. No, she did a really good job, I think. She literally offered her workplace. She, she literally organized the whole thing. Suki cooked. She brought in the person to build the runway. Like, she did everything. Who then broke the runway. Who then broke the runway. And she's like, I want Luke to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's... Truly atrocious clothing, though. Yeah, no, it was. From the early 2000s. <laughs> I like, but I do like how, I like the the scene with Emily and Lorelai. Yes, I wrote it was nice to see them having fun together instead of always bickering. No matter how much I love the bickering, because it makes the show, it was nice to see them just, like, shut the fuck up and, like, and have I like, fun. And I like how Lorelai, in turn, shamed Emily into participating because Emily then oh, at, Emily Friday, was, yeah. at Friday night dinner she was like I am very disappointed in you Lorelai because like, Biddy told her what happened and she's like hold on mom takes out her napkin puts it on her lap okay I'm ready continue and, she's always disappointed in her um but I like how Lore, I like how Lorelai like I'll say threw it back in her face but not not so in, not so in a mean way. She's like, well, you no, want, but you want, well, you you want your granddaughter to succeed, don't of you? Of course, that's what you said, right? Yeah, so oh. you can wear the fucking clothes too. Yeah, and but then was, but then Lorelai doesn't doesn't anticipate being the mother daughter. Oh my god, tool. that was terrible. Also, but it was nice to see them having fun. What was this shimmy that Emily was doing? <laughs> I like I liked how Emily like was dreading having to go to this oh thing. Gosh, and she was, I was horrified like, and dreading it, but when she got up there, I know the She's like doing this little dance, smiling, and then she does shimmy? this like. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really nice to see them getting along for once. Yeah. And then it led to a really interesting conversation with the gals afterwards. The gals. Where she was saying, basically, it's interesting that everything like you ran away from and that you didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you're like super good at it. Yeah. You're super good at being a PTA mom like, and raising money for school. Like Emily so enjoys when Laura, when she sees Lorelai. Like, Emily is a person who loves being right, though, right? Yeah. Like, She's always going to love it. <laughs> So, it's and, interesting. And like that's a that that's a spark that never like that that like they they never stop exploring that throughout the whole show, you know. It. So it's like they 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 ran like she ran away so young, and mm-hmm. like that's why she kept like that's what the show aimed to portray. I think was like how she might actually fit into what she ran away from. Oh, so I found the pledge. Are you ready? Every member of the Puffs was made to recite this poem. It's a poem. Ready? It's a poem. 
I pledge myself to the puffs, loyal I'll always be. A P to start, two F's at the end, and a U sitting in between. Hmm. Cute. No, it's not cute. (laughs) Not cute. I mean, they have to recite that and then ring the bell three times, right? Yeah, they have to ring that fucking bell. And Roy doesn't doesn't even get through, like, all the... Well, she can't remember the poem (laughs) because she's so not into this. You have to hold the candle. Shut up, Francie. <laughs> um, but I like the showdown between her and the uh, headmaster Charleston. Yeah, it's it's one. It's like the one time Rory actually stands up to anyone in like a position of power. And I feel like if and this, she had every right to do it. And I feel like if this wasn't on television, then the headmaster wouldn't have given a shit. Like I feel like this oh, yeah, were, obviously. Like I feel like you know it wouldn't have mattered, especially no. in like high school. But she's right, though. She's right. You told me. She yeah. You told me to socialize more, and I did. And she's, but she's also right to say like they literally dragged her out of bed and put a blindfold on her. And I think the, I didn't know I was gonna end up here. I think the implication too is that the is that headmaster Charleston was familiar with the puffs and like had yeah. probably dealt with something like this before. So he was like, he he knew Roy was being sincere when she said I didn't I didn't ask for this, yeah. you know. So it was like he had a, he had a little aha moment. I get it. Um, can we talk about Paris? Yes, Paris, uh, kind of, I think this is the episode where... This is the episode where they kind of become friends. And it's like the first glimpse into the, into the obsessive, desperate Paris we know and love. Yeah. For the rest of the because show. Because she desperately wants to be a puff. Because her mother was puffed. Her aunt was puffed. She says aunt weird. Aunt. It's aunt. Paris. <laughs> Paris hate, is aunt. <laughs> I hate when people say aunt on, like, in movies and, tel- and TV. It's like... I mean, it's fine if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I but... know, but I want we should look up like the dif- like the difference in the pronunciations. Like, is there like a? Is... I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> I have no patience for that either. I oh, but you care. can look up the poem for the puffs. It's vital it's, information. Oh, okay, um, I like how Paris like spent all this time hating Rory for such juvenile reasons and yeah. like making her life miserable, and then all of a sudden she needs Rory. She needs and Rory I... for also juvenile reasons. That too, but I feel like. Paris, this is like, I mean, this is my name, I say this, this is Paris and Rory's, like, moment of, I think, like, the first moment where they can connect is yeah. friends. It really sucks that it's because Paris wants something from her. Yeah. But, I mean, but it I had think, to happen eventually. But I think that's the, that, like, the, the fact that Paris needed something from Rory kind of, like, melted her facade of, like, being perfect. The ice and, queen. Yeah, the ice queen and, like, being perfect and uptight. And not liking her because of fucking Tristan. Yeah. Oh, Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's coming back soon. Soon, but not yet. So let me live in bliss a little bit longer. Uh, Sandra D. O'Connor was a puff. Yeah. Really? <laughs> in the fictional sphere of Chilton. Yeah, I don't know. Did Sandra D. O'Connor grow up in Connecticut? Uh, you gonna look that up? I mean, if you're gonna mention that, you best hope that Sandra D. O'Connor went to ele- uh, elementary school. Went to freaking... Uh... Oh, is she... You better hope that she went to school in Connecticut. <laughs> so, who exactly is Sandra Day O'Connor? Oh, boy. No! <laughs> she grew up in Texas. <laughs> she grew up in El Paso, Texas. Are you serious? Uh, so she's what, a, a Supreme Court judge? Uh, she grew up on a cattle ranch near Duncan, Arizona. That's wonderful. She did not fucking go to freaking Chilton in Connecticut. Chilton doesn't exist. Do better, Amy Sherman Palladino. (laughs) 
Well, she's not coming on our podcast now. No, I know. <laughs> she was never coming on our podcast. But what I mean to say, sometimes like things like that are lazy. But wait, who is Saturday O'Connor? She was the first female Supreme Court justice. Okay. Nominated by Ronald Reagan. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, can we talk about the final scene of this episode? Oh yes. Before yes, but before we get to that, actually, backtrack. Um, you can tell how insecure Lorelai gets when she thinks so that like fucking insecure when she thinks that someone that's when she thinks that someone else finds Luke attractive. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even what was happening. So no. Ava, played by future Desperate Housewife star Brenda Strong. Um, she she's like asking Lorelai at, at the at the fashion show like who's that I like him, him. who is he, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> um, and then later she sees them talking only to and then attack basically attacks Luke she really does I think attack I was gonna say attack is a strong word but no she's it's true she's like you know I wouldn't like I I don't like it that you're dating a Chilton mom I think it would be weird for our friendship no 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 he's like I was giving you directions you fucking psycho. <laughs> And it's interesting because, like, Lorelai and Ava are not friends by any stretch. No. Right? No. Like, not even, like, base, basically not even acquaintances. So, like, why would it matter <laughs> if they, you know, like, a Chilton mom? Like, how would that interfere in Lorelai's life at all? Until this episode, you didn't even spend time with Chilton, so. No, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, you know? it was, like, I wrote in my notes, it's not fucking cute, Lorelai. It's not. Like, she's being all like, you know, I think for our friendship it would be best, no, no, no. And he literally tells her, how dare you think, like, you can just tell me who to date and who not to date. Because I guarantee you... Man, you've got some nerve. But he's right, because I guarantee you if the roles were reversed and Luke told her, I don't want you dating this person, she'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are? I do what I want, when I want, date what... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, who the fuck are you? I know. I was so annoyed. Like, in these two episodes, I was very annoyed with Lorelai. Lorelai gets equally insecure when, like, Nicole shows up. Later uh, on. And Sherry shows up. Oh. Insecure Lorelai is not a pretty color. Oh, uh, it's really terrible. This was something that I was just like, <laughs> but really, how dare you? It brings out, it really brings out her immature side. Oh my God. Even worse, even, even worse than when she was with Max. Like, I feel like it's. It's really bad. Yeah. It's not a good look. Can we, let's jump back to the final scene. Yeah. Which I wrote okay. in my notes equals introverts unite. Mm-hmm. So one of the I love it. so one of the other girls who she found her Jeffrey. <laughs> one of the other girls who was puffed, puffed, but not really because she didn't ring the bell. No, none of them. Ring, well, Rory's the one who rang the bell, so none of them were puffed. Um, the she like approaches. Well, Rory, Rory goes back to sitting by herself at lunch with her book because she basically yelled. She, she yelled at the headmaster into letting her do that. Basically, like yeah. fuck you, guidance counselor, and she verbally beat him into submission. <laughs> true um so then she's back staying along the lodge with her headphones and her discman i'm assuming walkman it wasn't a walk was it they still called it a walkman but it was a discman yeah exactly so then those things you just skip so much i know but i love them i know they still make them i know they're like really they're really extensive on amazon (laughs) so the one of the other girls who was about to be puffed comes and asks do you mind like meaning can I sit with you and they basically just sit and not talk and read their books that's so great that's the best kind of friendship yes it is so they're both just sitting there listening to their own music reading their own books but sitting together I mean I love that from a from an aesthetic point of view yeah but I I would that that would make me uncomfortable in person just like not uncomfortable in terms of decide Jeffrey (laughs) I I mean I like it in terms of like oh that's wonderful like you know you can sit together that's wonderful you can sit together and like you know, not talk like I like that, and I and I 
I champion that. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know. For me, I'm kind of just like, I think I'm just like automatically programmed to fill awkward silences. So like, and especially since like reading and listening. They're not awkward though. You're both listening to your own music. Exactly. But I feel like reading and listening to music are two very solitary activities. So like for me, I have to be by myself. Like but I can't you're still be, alone. I know. It's like be, I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just not like, gonna win this argument. I know. I'm just. I'm just wary of the of the idea of being alone together. You know. All right. Shall I move on? But I like it. I like it. It's like it's sad that we never see that girl again, though. Yeah, she didn't. She, she, she spoke once. She didn't really. Maybe make they it. could be friends, though. And then what? A war against her and Lane. No, there's no wars. Relax. Lane is literally the most laid-back person. <laughs> All right, episode, episode eight. Episode eight, the ins and outs of ins. Yeah. Also very frustrating episode for me. A photo? That's what they do in malls. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love I love that part, that first scene where, she's, where she wants to paint a portrait of Rory. She wants to have a paint. A, 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 can't speak. You can never speak. Can never speak. She Once wa- an episode, you literally say "can speak." Emily wants to have a portrait painted of Rory. Once again, I'm gonna say it: rich people. Yes, that's like it was in like when you were saying that before. I just think of like how bourgeois can you be? Like <laughs> how bougie how, can you be? <laughs> like like, a f- like a it, it's just it's and time. Can we talk about the pose that she wants from her? It's time. She wants her arm in the air. <laughs> With a swan sitting regally at her feet. What? And she actually got a live swan. (laughs) She's like, we're going to lose the swan. Good call. Squawk. (laughs) Oh my god, no. That was... This is is terrible. I think he's just hungry. (laughs) I mean, it's a swan. Who even knows, Emily? He should be in the wild. But I love how... This is is also a good example of how much of a people pleaser Rory is. Yeah. And that she's like, oh, I don't like it. Grandpa is miserable. We like okay, but to be fair to Rory, she didn't know that her grandmother was gonna make her put her arms in the air and fucking sit on her throne. Laura literally said, "Danger, danger." I know, but <laughs> yeah, but it's different when Lorelai says it because I feel like you have to take everything that Lorelai says with a grain of salt about her parents, right? Yeah, because she exaggerates a lot. In this case, she was not exaggerating. There's literally a throne and a swan and this both. <laughs> oh my god, it was terrible. And then she. It was actually Lorelai's suggestion to have her reading. Yes. Although it's she's very, not really reading, she's like looking up with a, a book very, in her hand. It's a very natural pose for Rory. Which I mean, that was the the furthest thing from natural in the portrait. <laughs> oh God! Could you just... imagine a portrait of Rory with her arm in the air and a swan? I can't a portrait of anyone with their arm in the air. This is not natural. <laughs> oh Lord! I'm like, where did that come from? But it's just I like know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I love how into it Emily. She's like, this is like, this is like totally normal for her. Like, of course, because uh, apparently she wanted Lorelai to sit with her one too. And don't you remember what's sitting on top of their mantle in the living room? It's a portrait of the three of them. Yeah. So they had to sit for. Well, yeah, she was younger then. To sit for that shit. <laughs> is that a portrait? Or is that like a picture? I'm pretty sure it's a portrait. Like a painted portrait. I think in the earlier seasons it's a picture, but then it's port- It becomes a portrait in the later seasons. And don't forget that a year in the life, there's that giant fucking portrait of Richard. Yeah. Damn. Which is, yeah. So I want, I mean, I think that shows Emily's obsession with portraits. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Bougie. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, this episode, Lorelai and Suki are discussing opening their inn. 
Yes. Okay, I'm going to do a thing now because I just realized my sweater's on backwards. <laughs> You've been sitting here all day and you just realized your sweater's on backwards? I just back- realized now. <laughs> so I just turned it around, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Giving you a play-by-play. Oh, that's much better. It's less constricting at <laughs> <with> the neck. <laughs> you I went to work like this. You wearing that all day? Yeah. <laughs> you just realized that it's turned on backwards. Thank God I don't share an office with anybody. She's a magician. No. Right, An so, illusionist. No. Lorelai and Suki are um, talking about opening their inn. Yes. You know what I wrote down? Tell me. How many f- fucking inns does Stars Hollow need? Good point. I never thought of that They're going to have two inns in Stars Hollow? A population of a thousand something people? We need two inns. No. I mean, inns are for foreigners. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but ultimately, they don't, they, they don't end up having more than one. No, but... You're four, you're four, four, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I'm foreshadowing? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was like, four, four, four. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting giggly. Tell me it's not that bastard Donald Trump. Yes. So. Suki knew Donald Trump was trouble before anyone else did. Yes, so it's funny how cool. that was a, so like on Twitter, leading up to the 2016 election in the U.S., <laughs> The day before he was elected, there was like viral tweets going around with that with that gif from Gilmore Girls of Suki saying, "Tell me it's not that bastard Donald Trump," and everyone was like, "Me waking up tomorrow morning." Yeah. And I don't think anybody realized that when they tweeted those jokes on November eighth, they that, were also four four four. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think anybody realized that those tweets weren't weren't gonna be so funny the next morning. Oh, God. But been anytime I every time I watch that scene, she, she says that line, I'm like, Oh, America! More flashbacks. Yeah, basically. Uh, Fran is kind of stupid, in my opinion. Why do you say that, Jeffrey? Fran's an idiot. That's my that's my real opinion. Like, I don't know. In, in the scene where she... Rip Linda. <laughs> is that her name? Lin- Linda Porter? I think so. Okay. I don't know. I could I don't, be pulling that out of my ass. I don't remember. Rip the actress who plays uh, Linda. Uh, Linda. <laughs> but, Fran. Fran. <laughs> I don't know. Just this... this ugh, the scene where... She and uh, um, Lorelai and Suki go to Weston's Bakery after learning that Fran is the owner of the Rachel property, which is what they were calling the property that Rachel found in season one. Mm-hmm. I love how nobody knew this property was there. Yeah, I know. Just Rachel magically found it <laughs> yeah. one day. And then they find out it's called the Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. And so, and the owner is not Donald Trump, but Fran, mm-hmm. the owner of Weston's Bakery in Stars Hollow. So they go to Weston's. For a meeting with Fran, and she's like, "Oh my hip!" Ooh. She's like, "It's 117. <laughs> can you relax?" She's like, "Oh my bum hip! You have replaced again." Like no one cares. Like just shut up. Oh my god, <laughs> you're gonna be the worst old person. So, uh, Lorelai and Suki ask her about um, the the dragonfly property, and they want to buy it. And mm-hmm. she's like. And she's oh my, before before they ask her to buy it, she, she's telling them about it and like oh, but it's in such disarray now and blah blah blah. And she's like oh well, we'd like to buy it, you know, fix it up, make it what it once was. But I can never change the property. Like ugh. Okay, so that's what stupid you're mad old, about. Like stupid old lady. Like no, she's just annoying. And she's and then she like and then she like doesn't get what they're trying to ask her later. When she's like what? okay, because let's be honest, who the <laughs> fuck walks into my place of business and asks me what happens when I die and when do I think I'm gonna die? Okay, well that was super rude, very <laughs> insensitive. You're gonna go on a long vacation. What the fuck is that? 
but like she wasn't getting it. Like, are you hello? Because, wake up. Because I think honestly, who the fuck? She would never in a million years think that somebody would walk in and ask her what what happens when you die, friend. <laughs> chop chop, friend, die. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to say that, but... Honestly, Snoopy was ready to push the old lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. But unfortunately... No, I was, like, super disgusted by that. Disgusted is a harsh word. No, it was insensitive, but at the same time, like, I don't give a shit about friends. So, like... Oh, my God. I'm, I kind of don't care. So, in, this, so in the same vein as... They want to buy the property. I'm like, they. Why not? Because like the property is also falling apart. And yeah, they could I re- get it. But if she wants to hold on to it, why? You have no right to ask her when she's gonna die. Okay, you don't. You don't have the right to ask when she's gonna die. But like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why she's like. She wants gonna- to keep it to be close to her parents. And Laura and Lorelai and Suki are offering to fix it up and cr- recreate in exchange for it not being hers anymore. But like. Her, but like her keeping it, it's just like, like it's just, it's just like pile of garbage. That's a great argument. <laughs> but her keeping it is just a pile of garbage. She likes it like that. It's her. She's allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants with it. Okay, which well, is a stupid old lady. So whatever. Oh God. No, no, much better to be the thirty-year-old who asks when she's gonna die, <laughs> and then look up on the internet, look up what angina is in the hopes, yeah, that it's something serious. Fingers crossed. <laughs> So he's like, yeah, it's nothing serious. Oh, my God. Rory was the one who was like, you got to stop. You're going to hell. Like, literally, you're going to hell. <laughs> okay, but like... No, no, you're not going to change my mind. <laughs> no. I no. get it. No! They were insensitive, but also Fran is just stupid. Oh, like, you're the worst. Who cares? Why does she like... But I can never tell you the property. I don't have any family. And then she's like, oh, I don't like vacations. Like, that. we're not talking about vacations, dumbass. Like... You know? Oh, okay. I can't. I can't with you anymore. <laughs> I can't. Moving on. Moving on. Can we talk about Mia? Mia. Yeah. Yes. Can I tell you something? You gonna... fucking annoys me. Okay. I was gonna say you're not gonna like what I'm gonna have to say about this because I just bitched about Fran, but I hate. I hate Mia too. I Mia don't like a... Mia. Mia's annoying. I don't like Mia. The actress bugs me. But also, I don't understand this character. I'm glad they changed the actress in the last season. But also, can I say I don't like understand this character? What do you mean? Like, what was the point of introducing this random character just to say that she was like a mother figure to Lorelai? She wasn't then, random. They had talked about her before. I understand. But then you introduce her, and apparently she was so important to Lorelai. She was the only mother figure she knew. And she only ever makes one more appearance. Yeah, I know. And after this episode, I'm sorry, they don't talk about her no, until her wedding. Exactly. No, it, it was it was it seemed incomplete. Like, That's it, it. Like I'm not gonna go so far as say it was random, but I think like they it was underdeveloped. Like they yes. like they should have they should have developed that plot line. No, no, honestly, it was I don't know if it was just because I was not in the mood Maybe, when I watched and, like, this episode. <laughs> but this whole episode, I was like, I fucking hate everybody. But you not hate- Fran. <laughs> okay, everybody but Fran. Clearly, what the fuck did Fran do to you? She's old and stupid, okay? Oh my goodness. You look so sad. You want a cupcake? Fuck your cupcake. Like, I want your cupcake. I would have eaten that cupcake. <laughs> I would have eaten the cup. Oh, you would have eaten your cupcake. I would have eaten the cupcake. I down the stairs, but you would have eaten your cupcake. <laughs> I would have said, fuck your cupcake, but I'll eat it anyway. Like, that's, you, you know. You think she's giving you a cupcake after you said, fuck your cupcake? <laughs> I'll take the cupcake Anyway. Okay, can I just say Mia's fucking thing with Michelle that she can't understand That's it? Stupid. That was fucking stupid and annoying and that didn't age well, like at all. 
What do you mean? Like, she says to him, you've been in the U.S. quite some time. Your enunciation should be better. Yeah, I know. But, like, it's not even... Everyone can understand him, It's supposed to be funny. Stupid fucking conservative I bitch. <laughs> I don't know. The act, like... The character, like, I'm not, sh- I wouldn't say for sure that they should have developed the plotline further because I think um, they were trying to focus on, don't give me that face. I'm waiting for what they you're were trying. They were trying to give, they were trying, okay, shush. They were trying to focus on rebuilding the relationship between Lorelai and Emily. And I feel like if they had had me around more, it would have kind of impeded on that. However... The, the 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 like like you said we only saw Mia two times for the whole show and like for someone who is said to be such a crucial have been such a crucial part of Lorelai's life after she had Rory and everything like I get that it makes sense but this is I think that this is a perfect example of how like the show re- relied a bit too much on backstory in certain parts you know because like yeah Lorelai like Mia was important to Lorelai in an almost like in an, in another life and like that yeah. life is not on this show no exactly I get it but <clears throat> can we talk about the fact that when Emily goes to see her okay that's at the end yeah we're, we're jumping ahead now. no we're jumping ahead but it's the same plot because yeah. there's a different plot after yeah no so I said that like this final scene with me and Emily feels a bit incomplete like I was like I was saying before about just the plot line feeling incomplete, but I feel like that could have been its own episode. Like, I feel like they were trying to shove so much, like... You know why? Because they knew they were never going to bring this actress back to play this character. Yeah, I know. Because they're like, too much. We don't want to do this. Did the actress die? Is that why they replaced her? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> are we being... Too a, much death. Are we being insensitive now? Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> you do that. Oh, no. Um, I'm fine. I'll look it up. So, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like just that one scene was not enough to yeah, but also get into that. That's her name, her last name. We're on the Gilmore Girls fandom page. Uh, did she die? Oh, following the departure of one of the Paladinos. That makes sense because it was season seven. But is she dead? Get the actress's name. Elizabeth Franz. It's a terrible name. Oh, that's a terrible name. But Fran is a... She didn't pick her name. But Fran is a lovely lady. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, she's still alive. Okay, Lives so... Lives in Akron, Ohio. You poor lady. And that's where Richard... Went when on. the portrait was being painted. Yes. So, I don't know. I just feel like the scene between me and Emily, like... I'm not, I also... I'm not, I don't... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't speak. I'm not going to say that anymore. Just like I'm not going to say heterosexual nonsense anymore. There are certain phrases that are banned from this podcast... Um, I feel like... Fucking drama queen. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I feel like I would almost use the word unnecessary to describe that scene. Just because it's like... I feel like it was just thrown in there as like sprinkling on top. And like yeah. it, it, just, it didn't feel like but, we were getting into that. Yeah. Enough. It was like we're just scratching the surface and too bad. But can I say also... I mean, we get into it in season seven, but it's like so much longer later. And it's like who... And yeah, like, but also it feels, in season, it also feels incomplete in season seven. It feels like they just shoved that in there. Because they're like, we need plot. We gotta, we need a story. And like, I, they probably knew. I know, we'll bring back Mia. And, like, they, and they probably knew it was gonna be the last season. Exactly. But can I just say, you know Emily got dressed up in her best fucking suit. And her hair was on point, And she's like, I'm gonna go see this bitch. Yeah, but I feel like it's also weird because that Emily, like. Like, there's just so much. This Like, this episode's a mess, you're right. It's just like, there's so much that, like, they could. <laughs> There's so much that, like, they could have expanded upon, but they didn't. And yeah. it's like, Emily, how did Emily know about Mia? Like, 
uh, Lorelai and Emily were, were supposedly estranged, more or less, until the beginning of the show. Yeah. So, like... I mean, I think it's mentioned... <clears throat> I, I don't know if it was mentioned in season one or it's going to be mentioned this season, but Emily and Richard used to visit Lorelai and Rory at the inn. Right. That's true. So maybe they would have met but like I said, it's, in it's, passing. I think no, I know. It's the, too much backstory. No, this plot... I don't know. It's too it's much It's like a uh, carry-on. Remember oh we talked about Carry On? Yes. Like, I'm supposed to know what a fucking humdrum is? <laughs> like, it's too much backstory. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? I agree. But also, Mia asks Emily a question. No. Does she ask her a question or does she say, I saw a young girl She's like set. who is scared and alone. I thought, what would I do? I would want her to find somebody who'd take her in. And Emily's like, really? Because I would want to f- her to find somebody that would send her home. What would you want her to find? Mm. Are you more Team Emily or Team Mia? In this case, I'm Team Emily. Just I'm just, Team Emily too. Just because, like, you hate Mia. <laughs> no, it's more just like I, I, I don't know. That would be a difficult. That would have been a difficult situation to be in, first of all. But I also think, like, I, I don't know. I think in this, just in this scene, Emily's Emily's perspective wins out. Like, I I, think I, so like, too. I think if it was Emily versus Lorelai, it would be different because both perspectives would be valid. But I'm just like, yeah. no one cares about Mia. Like, because I think the implication is also that Mia, like, just took the word of a 16 year old exactly, and was like, yeah, I'm gonna give her. A, she's running away from home with a baby. I'm just gonna give her a job. Exactly. I'm gonna go off of everything she says, kind of thing, you know. So I think that's where the implication is, where I can't see eye to eye with Mia. I would. In this situation, I'd be like, yeah, I'd want her to call my fucking parents. I want her to call her fucking parents because it's ridiculous. The 16-year-old just shows up at your door and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll put you in the shed and you're going to have a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, but again, I feel like we don't have enough to go on either. And I know. That's so why like, I'm saying I don't know, but I'm Team Emily in this case. But also, I just don't like the actress who plays Mia Like in this case. like, What's her name? Elizabeth Blah Blah? Friends. Elizabeth Blah Blah or whatever her name is. Do we is. ever find out <laughs> if it's Matt Cheshire or... Matt <laughs> it's all gonna be Matt Cheshire for me. <laughs> um, Moving on. No, I just, I just don't like the actress. Like, she's like she it. kind of remind like I don't know. She like reminds me of like like a bit of like an Angela Lansbury kind of wannabe in a way where it's like she's just like weird mannerisms. Voice is weird. Yeah. She's like and, her tone is weird. Yeah, and she's like, "You're from Connecticut." It's just like, what? Ugh, what is this voice? Have you ever met Dorit Kemsley? Who? <laughs> She's a housewife on Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh, right. Your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. The reason I say it is because she's also from Connecticut and she speaks with the weirdest fucking accent. I don't, yeah. I don't... No, you have to look at it after. I'm going to show you because it's <laughs> hilarious. Anyways, moving on. She's like, you know. Should we get to the other plot line? Um, which plot line? The Jess Rory. Before we get into that, oh, I have one last thing to say about. that thing at me. <clears throat> Before we get into that, I have one last thing to say about Mia. Okay. And it's about, it's about Hermia and Michelle, and we're, and it ties back in to what we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago, in terms of how long does the show pretend that Michelle is straight? Yeah. So I never noticed that Mia refers to Michelle as a dandy. Yeah. Which, from the era of Oscar Wilde, meant an effeminate man, and the implication was that they were obviously like gay and yeah. hiding it kind of thing. So I feel like just the the fact that the writers used little subtle language like that indicated that like they always knew Michelle was a gay character, but the TV landscape in the early two thousands wouldn't really have welcomed that. But also, is dandy not an insult? It well, I'm not really sh- like I don't know because I think I, uh, Oscar Wilde. I mean, Oscar Wilde is an, an anomaly in this case, but I think Oscar Wilde kind of embraced that label. And no, was, I get it, but so, is it not like 
If somebody called somebody a dandy. I think it was like, if it was like a man talking down to another man, it would be like toxic masculinity and it's like, that would be... I don't know why, but I always got the impression that she was slightly racist and slightly homophobic. Who? Mia? Yeah. I don't... Mm, but like, again, like we're... It's like... this. Or at is, least anti-foreigner. This is, yeah, <laughs> anti- I would say anti-foreigner. I think anything else would be like reading, reading too much into it because we don't know until the revival about Michelle's sexuality. I'm sorry. But no, it was, no, I'm not about the sexuality. I'm saying, <clears throat> how the fuck do you not understand what's coming out of his mouth? No, yeah, no. You're right. In that in that case, it doesn't... <gasps> oh my God, I understood that. He's speaking the same way that he always spoke. Yeah, and I, I get what you mean now when you say it doesn't age well because like, the joke is supposed to be like, he talks funny and I can't understand him. Like, yeah, that's not, I'm yeah. not going to bother understanding that's him. That's not funny. That's not... Especially since he's like French. Like, that's not hard, you know? Like, oh, anyway. But I think... I think we did, we did mention this the last time we talked about Michelle. It was just like... They were very quick to establish him as gay in the revival because it was like, we can do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it becomes more and more clear as time goes on that they obviously, obviously, I'm not going to say obviously, but they wanted to, but probably they just felt like they couldn't. Exactly. I'm sure if they did, they would have, it wouldn't have been like, I'm not sure if it would have been not controversial, but like it would have. The end of the world. No. I'm sure you would have had some people saying, oh my God, this, I thought this was the wholesome show. Yeah, especially in the early two thousands. Like now, there there be there will be backlash now, but it would be like there will be there will be like more people to fight against the backlash. In now, the words I think, of Taylor you know? Swift, you need to calm down. Yes, and and Elena doesn't even like Taylor Swift. So no, that, so that right? A, Imagine. So that says a lot. I know. Anyway, all right. Can we talk about what Jess did in this episode? We're gonna lose a swan. Continue. <laughs> I just have it written down. I'm like squawk. Um, we're gonna lose a swan. Like a swan, a portrait. Like yeah. First of all, how do you get the swan to sit still? <laughs> we don't even see the swan. It's just like we hear it squawk. And she's like, I think it's hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Emily's like the the expert of portraits with swans. Whatever. Anyway. So, <clears throat> Dean wasn't in a lot of, like, before episodes. Like, he's starting to get a bigger role now. Mm-hmm. And Dean does something. Dean, I said Dean. You didn't even stop me. I said Jess. I said Dean. I meant Jess. What's happening to oh, me? Oh, no. This is terrible. But this is when Dean and Jess meet for the first time. Yeah, and here's the thing. I have to give Dean a little smidgen of credit. Mm -hmm. Because I know we always say that he's possessive and he's jealous and whatnot. Later he is. Yeah, but see, like, right off the body... Right off the bot, I said. What's happening to me? (laughs) We're... See, neither of us can speak. Seasonal depression. Oh, shut up. Right off the bat... He's really nice. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, nice to meet you, you know? Yeah. And Jess is pretty like, okay, you can tell he's like not pleased, but he's like, hey, how's it going? You know? He was so fake. He's like, hey, how's it going? I get it, but like, I think it went right over Dean's it, head. I know. That's what kills me. He's like, I know. He's being so fake and bitchy. But I and have I'm like, to give Dean a smidge of credit for not like jumping <clears throat> right away to being jelly pants. Okay, whoop de do. It happens very quickly after this. But I, that's why I said a smidge. Smidge. We give okay. Smidge. We give Dean a, smid, a smidge of credit. Okay, a smidge. Um, I believe I said last week that I have the perfect quote from this episode to sum up Rory and Dean's relationship. Oh at yes. This point. So Lane says to them. Oh yeah. Okay, you two are officially snick. Or you two are officially sickening. But that's the thing. I feel like now the writers are also <laughs> establishing that everyone else is also fucking sick of them. They're just bored. Like, like, like even Lorelai in this episode, because what ends up happening is just as a chalk outline of a body, like to play a prank on Taylor. And um, imagine if someone did that in like the city, in like the big city, like no one would care. No like, one would give a fuck. Like they call the police. Oh, we don't have anything. Okay, cool. Wash it off. See ya. Like ridiculous. Um. So Rory says that she has to go and help Dean scrub 
the chalk because mm-hmm. Dean's because uh, Taylor's making Dean scrub the chalk off the sidewalk, and even Lorelai says like, "Oh yeah, and your face fused to his face is really gonna speed up the cleaning process." Yeah, like everyone's, everyone's over it. Everyone's over it. Everyone's bored with their puppy love. Everyone's shtick. over it. Like, I'm fucking over it. <sighs> I can't deal yeah. anymore. Lane is just saying what we're all thinking. Exactly. They're sickening. Love you, Lane. <laughs> yeah. So, um, poor Luke in this episode. Yeah, they attack him. They really do. And like, and like you said, in a big city, like nobody would give a fuck. In Stars Hollow, they make a whole fucking town meeting about the fact that Taylor lost one customer for lettuce, for a head of lettuce, and the and she and the customer She's fucking falling asleep. And Laura like, Mrs. Lanahan, you really shouldn't be driving anymore. It's true. <laughs> um, I think I said during our first season that town meetings are something that like seem to exist only on television or yeah. only on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. In fact, incorrect. Town meetings are actually not something that just exists on Gilmore Girls. Um, I think I remember telling you that I'm sure there's like city council meetings in like Point Claire. Shush. <laughs> Apparently, they are a particular tradition unique to, unique to New England, and they date back to the, to the days of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, what a lovely legacy you have. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, like sometimes when you're like looking something up on Wikipedia and you, yeah. f- you fall down like a black hole of like this thing to this thing to this thing. Clicking, clicking, clicking. Yeah, clicking. so I don't know how I ended up. You're like, how did I end up from here to like pot belly pigs? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how I did it. I think I was looking up a movie and then I went to Connecticut and then I, from Connecticut I was at town meetings and like town meetings are particular to like New England states. Whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so rude. Whatever. Let's go through all the podcast episodes and see how many times you say whatever. Probably not as many as you think I've said whatever. <laughs> so Lorelai is at a crossroads. Oh, God. But I feel like this... I'm so over Lorelai. <laughs> Can you tell? Yeah. I'm this... so over her. Yeah. I think it's it, it doesn't make any sense, though, that they don't have... At, like, like, Fran is not selling them the property. So why all of a sudden would she be, like, gearing up... To be to tell Mia that she's leaving, like they don't have the property, so why is she leaving? Awfully coincidental that the episode in which they're talking about the inn, uh, about buying their own inn, Mia just happens to show up. Yeah, I you know. know what I mean. And it's just whatever. but like I don't understand through the magic of television. Like we like we see the scene with Suki, Lorelai, and Fran in the very beginning, yeah. and then Mia shows up later, and like how are you gonna tell her you're leaving? Like why are you leaving? You don't you don't have the you don't have the property. Like I what know. are you gonna like what are you gonna leave to do? Because I think the the goal is to still to still do it, but if they can't have the property, they can't have the property, and they're gonna do it anyway. Okay, but don't leave until you find some. Like I that, know that seems I know, but I think they're just telling her eventually they're gonna leave because even when she does have the conversation with Mia, she's saying like we're waiting on the property. Yeah. You know? And True. then, can we talk about... They wait, like, two years until Fran eventually dies. Woohoo! See ya! Yeah, like, but also very coincidental that Fran dies and the inn burns down. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, um... I also wrote, Lorelai can't have her cake and eat it, too. Meaning? Like, you can't decide you're gonna leave the inn and then get mad when Mia decides to sell the inn because it's your first <clears> home. <throat> like, yeah, I know. And be I, an adult. And I kind of get how she was kind of freaking out. Be an adult. She was freaking out on Suki and, like... You know, insulting her, I guess. That was but like, rude too. it was rude, and it was. If I was Suki, I would have turned around and said, "Great, at least I don't have the emotional maturity of a piece of styrofoam." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so over Lorelai <laughs> in this episode. Piece of styrofoam. Um, the I think just I could get that Lorelai was being harsh on Suki in that scene, but at the same time, like, 
I don't fa- I can't fault Lorelai too much because I get that she was stressed and I get that Suki's a fucking flake. I get it. Like, oh, I do this. Like, Suki was right. Like, it was an it was it was it was a, it was, a, it was a cohesive argument. I'm just saying that like I get where Lorelai was coming from because Suki is a flake. She changes the menu. She does this and like that could that could like her inability to make a decision about anything, like that that is not that's not good business sense. No, so. I get it, but Suki's right. Like. She's talking to Suki about how she doesn't think business. Like she's she's not thinking of the business. And she's like, don't shut down to me. Like, but he wouldn't learn. Like, yeah, but you know what? I'm sorry. She's talking about how Suki doesn't know anything about business and acting like she's the one that knows everything about business. Um, why didn't you also think of the fact that? Suki's a flake. You know what I yeah, mean? No, like she, no, she, because in the be- like in the beginning she's like, "Oh, you're the maestro." No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like now all of a sudden because Mia wants to sell the property and you're in a fucking bitchy mood, you're like Miss Business. <laughs> Shut up, Laura. Yeah, no, I agree. But I also have to give Laura a little bit of credit because when she's talking to Luke about the fight that she had with Suki, at least she's big enough to admit that she was terrible to her. And she's also big enough to admit her flaws, which are she's scared to jump in, you yeah, know. Yeah, but like I, like I said, I still hate her though. Like, <laughs> like I said, I get where Lorelai is coming from, but you are, but she is, but she is taking out this sudden upsurge of stress on Suki for no reason. Yeah. Not no reason, but like she's taking it out on Suki all in this one shot. And it's like, okay, well maybe we should, maybe we should discuss this, you know, in our inside voices and before or something, yeah. you know. Also, I love, but I love that scene where Lorelai's talking to Luke in the kitchen yeah. and she's trying to figure it out and like she's asking you know him well what did you do with the diner like you know you had to like it it, it, it like starting your own business you know you have to jump in and then you have to and then it starts to get fun he asks she asks him like how long did it take before the, before the diner got fun he says like about a year yeah so I wrote I wrote down a, a quote in my notes that says um Lorelai says you, you just jump and he says you just jump like yeah. it kind of it's like you jump I jump Jack that's what I thought of too. Mm. In sync. Mm. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alani loves Logan. We're not. We're not. We don't forget that. You thought about it too. <laughs> oh, I'm done with you. <laughs> she's leaving. Um. She's leaving. She's getting up and she's leaving. The That's not true. She's leaving the view. Um. I just no. I, I like how I like the implication that like you just kind of have you in order to follow your follow your dreams. It might like there might be things. Yeah, there might be scary things, but you just gotta do it. Not even scary things. There's there's like might be a lot of inconsistency. There might be a lot of uncertainty. But in order to like get to the part where it all works out, you kind of have to just bask in the uncertainty, and then eventually, you know. I feel you. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there one more thing we wanted to discuss before we concluded? How Jess fixed the toaster. Yes. Well, there's that too. I feel like we're starting to see a softer side to Jess. Well, because Rory gets through to him. Well, Rory's telling him how shitty everyone was at the town meeting mm-hmm. um, to Luke and how Luke is defending him. Yeah. And like, you never do anything, basically. So he fixes a toaster big whoop. I mean, it's fu- kind of funny how Jess could fix the toaster yeah, like Jess that. Yeah, Jess could fix and the toaster like... no problem, but Luke... Spent, no. spent two days. He takes to... it apart. <laughs> he has a screwdriver in that bitch. <laughs> oh, God. In fact, in my notes, I wrote... That's me turning the page. Um, Rory... <laughs> Rory gets through to Jess and I drew a heart. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I'm allowed to be biased about Jess, but your love of Logan is a bit repulsing. I'm I sorry. never even said Logan's name. <laughs> All I said was, you jump, I jump, Jack. 
And you said, I thought of that too. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to get into that when we when we meet Logan in season five. Okay, whatever. Can we talk about some tweets now? Ah, yes. We have some dirt. I mean, it's not dirt, but... Some, some tea, some shade. I don't know. Recently, we tweeted about this whole Scott Patterson saga. I didn't even know it was a saga until you showed it to me, so... I mean, okay, so the the thing was... The, <laughs> We're calling it a saga. I don't know if it's an actual oh, saga. Oh, no, we don't know. We've, we've self-appointed it. <laughs> okay. Um, Scott Patterson has recently gone on, like, a Twitter rampage. In a series of now-deleted tweets. Yeah, but some of them are still up. Like, he started doing this thing where he was answering a lot of fans' questions. Yeah. Um, and some of them were really, like, nice answers. Some of them were great. Whatever. And now he's recently deleted some tweets. Um, and, I, and I asked the question, why did he delete them? Like, is he ashamed or is it a joke? Like, I was just asking a question. So one of them says, um, somebody asked him, is there a chance to have you and Lauren Graham at GCC Dortmund next year? I don't know what the fuck that is. And so he says, I will be there early 2020, but I have no idea about sassy pants. That's like, why would he all of a sudden start referring to her? Like, he's never referred to her like that before, <laughs> but, anyways. Um, what was your favorite Luke moment? Somebody else asks. And he says, smashing a hole in the wall, extending room for Jess, and first kiss with ugly. <laughs> I guess referring <laughs> to um, Lorelai. Maybe he. Lauren Graham. Like, maybe. He, I think he's maybe joking. Yeah, maybe. But, like, why'd you delete them if you're joking? Maybe because. That he, was my whole question. Maybe because he thought people would take them the wrong way. I mean, I. I think. Because I feel like sassy pants can be interpreted as a joke, like, because Lorelai was, like, I don't know if Lauren... Lauren is sassy. Yeah. Is she sassy? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then another question, and this is the one that really, I think, is the <laughs> damning one, where he says, what, somebody says, what would it take for another season of Gilmore Girls? Hashtag movie, question mark. Yeah. And he writes, for certain people to start caring about the fans. And this is right after he started calling Lauren Graham <laughs> ugly and sassy pants. So a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Is he disrespecting her? What's going on? So my take on it is I retweeted. I, I had screenshots of the tweets, his <clears throat> tweets, because he deleted them. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why is he going off? Like, what's happening? You know? And my question to the Twitterverse was, um, like, what's your interpretation of it? You know? And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this is why I hate social media. Like, of course, he loves Lauren. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> but the thing that I wanted to say about this. You ask for people's opinions and then say you don't care? No, no. I mean, I don't care if you think, because this lady was basically like, this is why I hate social media. You guys are reading too much into it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's our jobs. Our entire podcast. Oh, jobs is a strong word. <laughs> that's our entire podcast is reading too much into Gilmore Girls, okay? What's, sh- shut up, friend. Continue. We're calling our friend now. Oh, God. And then that person unfollowed us on Twitter. Oh, was it Becky? No. It okay, Becky. we love Becky. Still love you, Becky. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so my thing was when I started reading all this, just move on, Scott. Yeah. Because I feel like he's having a very hard time moving on. Like, everyone's moving on. I feel like his, but like, I think Gilmore Rose was his biggest credit, right? Absolutely. I get it. But you have to also understand, like, so whether he's talking about Lauren Graham in these tweets, like, you have to stop caring about certain people to start caring about the fans. 
whether you're talking about Lauren Graham, whether you're talking about the writers, so like Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, whether you're talking about yeah. Alexis, any, I don't care who you're talking about. People are doing other things now, right? So Lauren Graham has a new show. She's done movies. She had Parenthood, whatever. Alexis Bedell has a show. Milo has a show. Cheshire has a show. Uh, Kiko has a show. Like, everyone has a fucking show. Padalecki has a show. Padalecki has a show. You know what I mean? Everyone's moved on and has that, including the writers. What did you want them to do for nine years? I feel like Scott Patterson is the only one who hasn't really. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's being very salty now Mm -hmm. because he's the only one that hasn't moved on. And of course he wants to redo a revival Mm -hmm. because he hasn't had anything else going on for him. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if he's like. No, no. But I mean, like, you have to understand, like, that's what it comes off of, comes off as, you know? Yeah. Like, it just, it makes it seem like you're super bitter. Everyone's moving on. Okay, man, the show got canceled in 2007. And then was brought back. And then was brought back, and you played in the show. It was supposed to be, like, what do you, what else do you want? Yeah, I don't know, like... And and even if like caring about the fans, started, like I'm I'm thinking that might be a dig at like Amy Sherman Palladino because but that's the thing because didn't she like somewhat promise more episodes and then we haven't really... no so what happened was he was also tweeting about the fact that he didn't agree with the direction of a year in the life okay like there should have been a bigger wedding a Lorelai Luke wedding because the fans wanted it for so long he's not wrong he's not wrong but here's the thing even if that's how. Like, that's how Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband wanted to end it. It's their fucking show. Like, you know, okay, it got canceled the first time. They brought it back. This is what they did with it. You agreed. You signed on. And if they're moving on, they're moving on. It's their fucking show. No, you're right. Like, you gotta move on too, bro. (laughs) It's weird because we don't we like we, we we only have so much to go off in a tweet. No, I right? get it, and listen, I get it too because I was also disappointed with certain aspects of the show, but event of uh, the year in the life. But eventually, you move on. Yeah, no, I. It's been three years. Like for <laughs> for me, a year in the life and the original show are completely separate. So like, I don't even really. But that's but listen, there was also nine years separating them, right? Yeah. But I feel like just move on. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's like not- imagine now, like, they don't want to come back. That's how they always wanted to end it. Okay, they're entitled. They're entitled. I don't like it, but I, they're, they're, I mean, they're, that's their prerogative. Right? There's a lot of things that we don't like. Like, Lorelai says, I don't like Mondays, but eventually mm. they all come around. Yeah. I mean, just move on. You have no reason to be going on Twitter, if you're if this is what you're doing, and going and saying, like, certain people don't care about the fans. Like, come on. Yeah, I think I think I that's... I think he's just bitter because a lot of people are more successful than him. That, and I think... Um, I think that tweet in particular is probably directed at like the writers, the Paladinos. Yeah, creators, um, I should say. The other ones, I don't know. <laughs> the tweet about ugly it just makes me laugh. Like I don't know. First tweet with ugly. Like first tweet. Should I get the first response? kiss with ugly? Like what? I'm gonna get the response that the lady tweeted me back because I was just like, you are way too invested. Did we follow her? I don't know, but I will find out in a moment. Um, so yeah, she tweeted, oh, she deleted her response. That seems to be a trend with us. Typical. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't. Sorry. So this lady is doing the facepalm face oh. emoji. She says, clearly he thinks highly of LG. He states it. What about his other tweets about her? Maybe they have a friendship that's comical? Calling her sassy pants? My friends joke at me like that? Exactly why I hate social media sometimes. I can't see Scott hurting her, not his nature. Do you know him? 
Are you besties? She, I'm, I'm going to guess that this is like a middle-aged woman. Oh my God. Her cover photo is her meeting him. How old is she? How old is she? No wonder she's attached. I don't know how old she is. Okay. Oh. Right. I mean, guys, like, move on. Yeah. So clearly, that's 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 just my message: is move on. So clearly, that's like number one. If you fan. don't like it, I get it, but move on. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's also her prerogative to say that too. No, but no, I get it. Time, but what I'm saying is, like, tweeting shit like that. That, no, that's not like, her. I'm <laughs> saying like Scott Patterson she, tweeting shit like that. If if I were the writers or whoever it was that it was directed at, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Now I'm not signing on for a second season. Yeah. You know, and like, why would they at this point? They have Mrs. Maisel. They're doing fucking great. They're getting Emmys. They're getting the credit they deserve. Like, what? Honestly, I don't. I wouldn't. No, they're gonna come back just to give you a fucking job. Yeah, I wouldn't to really make you relevant again. <laughs> I wouldn't really. Uh... At this point, I wouldn't really be interested or that interested in in more Gilmore Girls. Like, I feel like we've, I feel like it's done. Like, yo, no matter what happens, even if they came back for four more seasons of A Year in the Life, yeah. Like, what I'm saying is, no, not everyone's gonna be happy. No. Like, you have a vision of what you want for the show. Great, write some fan fiction or go out and get the money and do it yourself. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is what they wanted. This is what they got. Say two. Yeah. That's it for those of you who don't speak French. <laughs> it's no, he's it's it's very bitter, but it's also very like out of context. So like we don't know. Yeah, because one day he just went off. <laughs> I'd like to know. So if Scott Patterson feels like hitting us up and letting us know, please, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know why you can't just move on with your life. First kids with ugly. What? Saucy pants. <laughs> Sassy pants, like yeah, yeah. Sassy pants, I get too. Ugly, like okay. I don't get it, but I mean, it's just—I right. don't know. It's ridiculous. That was it. That's what I had to say. So, where can they follow us, Miss Moderator? They can follow us at Gilmore Podcast on the tweeters, on Twitter, and Gilmore Girls Podcast on Instagram. And do we have something else to share? We have our fundraiser to share. A penny a page. Yes, because Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming up, and there are those that are less fortunate than us. I'm trying to pack on the guilt right now. Oh, my God. Headmaster Charleston stuff. <laughs> um, no, so we're trying to read as many pages as possible to raise a penny a page. That'll go to a literacy charity, and you get to win. You get the chance to win, I should say. Um, a Gilmore Girls-related prize. So you can find us on Pledge It. Yes. The, the li- link is on Twitter. And the link is in our Instagram profile. Yes. And on the Instagram post that we made about this. Is that it? So in other words, bitch, donate to our fundraiser. Donate. You can also donate a flat amount if you don't <laughs> want to donate the penny a page. I don't see us going over a thousand pages. Probably not. I'm very exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. We are so <laughs> tired. But uh, maybe. You never know. We invest too much in ourselves. You, you, you feel? Yeah, I feel. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. Take care.